Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Three hours to go until the weekend, and even though it's a working weekend with a lot of great football and baseball on tap, It's still the weekend. Got a lot of yard work in my life on Friday afternoon. Uh, Looking forward to it, though, to breathe some fresh air and be outside and be a good kind of sore when I'm done. And then a little hiking with some friends. Actually, I shouldn't call them friends. I don't know who they are. (laughs) The older I get, the more I'm bold about joining groups of people I don't know to uh, try a fun activity if I can't find uh, people among my own uh, friends to do it. So, yeah, a special hiking excursion coming up on Saturday. I got some phone calls scheduled, teaching kiddos on Sunday morning, but a lot of football and a lot of baseball, and I actually am really looking forward to it. I don't always look forward to working weekends, but this one will be plenty of drama. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Producer Jay and I will very soon put up your After Hours Game of the Week poll. Who knew Philadelphia at Houston on Thursday night would qualify as one of the best games of the week? Uh, We do have a QB news to preview week number nine. Uh, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. There's a lot of good stuff that's coming up on Sunday in the NFL, though we do have fewer games because there are actually six teams that are on by this weekend. In addition to that, uh, we also will get back to the World Series Game 5, Vintage Verlander, and by that I mean mentally. I mean his toughness, his fortitude, his desire to uh, not give in, right? His stubbornness as a pitcher. Uh, and So there's just a lot we want to talk about on this edition of the show I honestly thought that I was done talking about Kyrie for now. I had shared my opinions my opinions with you over the course of the last two or three shows and essentially had tried to say that I didn't want to assume that because he shared what was an inflammatory and offensive video documentary, that that meant he automatically agreed with everything that was in it. I know many of you think that I, actually, some of you criticized me for being 
the same as Kyrie for not ripping him hard. Now, I do think that the NBA has been disingenuous or had been disingenuous to this point. I certainly told you that anti-Semitism is not only wrong, but it's brutally offensive. Uh, and it's it's just the same as any other type of discrimination based on race or culture or economic disparity or religion. Any of those kinds of discriminations are abhorrent. My big question was, why the heck can't the NBA decide what it wants to do? Why is a guy who uses a gay slur or a guy who tweets all lives matter dealt with much more harshly than a Kyrie Irving? And it certainly does seem like there are special rules for those athletes in the NBA that seem to run the joint. So a lot of questions thought that Kyrie was forced into this joint statement with the Anti-Defamation League and the Nets, didn't think in any way, shape, or form that he had changed his tune, and that was Thursday morning when we were doing the show. Well, as it turns out, the second that the Nets allowed microphones in front of his face again, he went right back to what he had said over the weekend. So Sean Marks had told us, we didn't like how it went when he had media availability over the weekend. We were frustrated. We did not hear from Kyrie what we wanted to hear. He was defiant. And so we purposely kept him away from the media for a few days. We also heard that from Brian Lewis, who is our Nets insider from the New York Post. So after the joint statements came out on Wednesday and the the parties agreed to donate half a million dollars to the Anti-Defamation League, which is a very powerful voice in this arena, Maybe the Nets thought they were in the clear. As it turns out, they were not. And so Kyrie stands in front of a a scrum of microphones on Thursday, and he's repeatedly asked about his views. He's repeatedly asked about anti-Semitism. He's repeatedly asked whether or not he's sorry. And you can judge for yourself It sure sounded a lot more like the Kyrie Irving that we heard over the weekend who was going to hold the line and stand up for what he believes in. I take my responsibility for posting that. Some things that were questionable in there, untrue. Like I said, in the first time you guys asked me when I was sitting on that stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary. So I take my responsibility. Kyrie, are you surprised that you did hurt people? Uh, surprised that I did hurt people? Are you surprised that reaction and some of the things that you did hurt people? Yeah, I, I think I can ask a better question. It's just, where were you when I was uh, a kid figuring out that uh, 300 million of my ancestors are buried in America? Where were you guys asking those same questions when I was a kid dealing with learning about the traumatic events of my familial history and what I'm proud to come from and why I'm proud to stand here and why when I repeat myself that I'm not going to stand down, it has nothing to do with dismissing any other race or group of people. I'm just proud of my heritage and what we've been through. And uh, the fact that this has pinned me against the Jewish community and uh, 
I'm here answering questions of whether or not I'm sorry or not on something I didn't create. And it was something I shared. And I'm telling everybody I'm taking responsibility. Then that's where I sit. Kyrie said over and over, I shouldn't have to apologize for something that I didn't create. No, I don't agree with everything that's in the video. But where were you when I? What about me? What about my story? What about my people? And I'm not demeaning his story or his heritage. We all have that in our past in some way, shape, or form. And yes, when it comes to Native Americans, when it comes to African Americans, certainly when it comes to Hebrews, Israelite race, Israelite people, the stories feature great tragedy and oppression. And I appreciate that Kyrie cares about those things. I appreciate that Kyrie wants to draw attention to and shed light on his own heritage and the tragedies and the discrimination and the prejudice and the horrific treatment that these people received in the past. But that's not what this is about. That has nothing to do with the video. And every single time he was asked a question, he turned it around and made it about Kyrie. Instead of taking responsibility for sharing a video that includes gross conspiracy theories and complete and utter lies about the Holocaust, about the Jewish people. Again, I'm glad that Kyrie cares enough to be educated about his family, his heritage, his culture. Good for Kyrie. That's smart. What the hell does that have to do with being anti-Semitic? Nothing. Again, he was defiant. He was stubborn. And he turned it all around to make it about Kyrie. As opposed to acknowledging that his lack of responsibility, his lack of awareness, or even his negligence, maybe, just maybe, his willingness to stir things up with his social media. It's, it's one of those things. Maybe it's all of those things. He tried to tell us, I'm just like anybody else. I'm nothing special. Except he knows better. Because every, he doesn't want to be in the spotlight, but he certainly, certainly wants the $37 million he's making that gives him this platform and this ability to play basketball when he feels like it. What Kyrie kept saying at this media availability at practice, nothing to do with whether or not he's anti-Semitic, which I don't think we should assume that he is. This is what I tried to say the last few days. Negligent, yes. Irresponsible, absolutely. But should we assume someone is anti-Semitic or assume someone is racist? That happens too often in our culture. So I didn't want to do that. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. All he had to do was say, I'm sorry that I hurt people. The Nets were willing to let it go. The Nets, as well as the commissioner, Adam Silver, who, by the way, is Jewish, were willing to let it go if he would say, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Jewish. I don't hate the Israelites or believe any of these theories. 
I'm sorry that I posted this video. I didn't realize how much it would hurt people. That's all he had to say. But he wouldn't do it. Again, he was asked over and over. He had multiple opportunities to respond to whether or not he holds these beliefs of anti-Semitism. Again, I'm going to repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear though is just a yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Part of this is just Kyrie being stubborn. He does not want to do what the establishment, quote unquote, wants him to do. He does not want to be told what to do. But that is a dangerous line to walk. Because he's an employee. Like it or not, he's under contract to the Brooklyn Nets. Like it or not, he's a member of the NBA. Unless you are independently wealthy and you are free of all attachments, we all answer to someone. The NBA wanted him to decry anti-Semitism, say that that's not me, and I'm sorry for the people I hurt, and he would not do it. And this is what happened soon after. The Brooklyn Nets issued a statement, suspended him for at least five games. Where have we heard this before? At least five games without pay for his repeated failure to, quote, unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. Now, was Kyrie hinting at that? Do I believe that he's anti-Semitic? Again, I I don't really think that that's something, a conclusion we should jump to. However, he wouldn't freaking say it because he's stubborn and he's entitled. That's why. All he had to do was say, I do not believe that the video is true, that the theories are true, and I'm not anti-Jewish people. I'm not anti-Jewish religion. I'm not anti-Jewish race. I'm not anti-Israelite. Any, anything like that. And again, everything that he tells us about his own heritage, you would think he would have a soft place in his heart for people groups who have been oppressed, for people groups who have suffered because of something they can't control, their race, their heritage, their background. You would think he'd have a little more empathy. I try to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I can't in this case. He had every opportunity. The NBA and the Nets gave him a bazillion chances to take a stand, to say, I don't agree with this. Anti-Semitism is wrong. It's all he had to say. Three words, And I'll bet you he would have avoided the suspension. Three words. Anti-Semitism is wrong. But he wouldn't do it. Because he's stubborn. So he refused to apologize. The Nets labeled him currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. We were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity, but failed to clarify. Such failure to disavow anti-Semitism when given a clear opportunity to do so is deeply disturbing 
is against the values of our organization and constitutes conduct detrimental to the team. Accordingly, we are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Good for the Nets. This is so much bigger than basketball. And again, shame on you, Kyrie. You're the one who's standing up there talking about how my ancestors this and my ancestors that. And yes, that's important, but so is this. So is this. You have a chance to show empathy and compassion for another people group that went through something very similar. Millions and millions of them wiped off the face of the earth because of their race, or not their race, their heritage, their culture. It's hard for me to believe that he cares about anything other than Kyrie when he had a golden opportunity to change the narrative around him. To say I'm sorry, I want to clarify, this does not represent me. Discrimination, prejudice against Jewish people is just as wrong as what my people suffered. It's not that hard to do, especially if that's what's in your heart. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what's in Kyrie's heart is selfishness, only cares about him, stubborn as heck. And one more time, the Nets have to take drastic action. We'll see how long the suspension lasts. Hours later, Kyrie did take to his Instagram post to say, I'm deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. Too little, too late. Isn't that always the case with Kyrie Irving? It's always the case. And as much as I want to believe he's being genuine, I do. But I can't. He had every chance. They served it up on a silver platter for him. My God, they put the ball on a tee for him. All he had to do was swing at it. And he wouldn't do it until the hammer drops. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. After hours with Amy Lawrence coming up, shifting back to football. As you can imagine, I don't want to spend the entire show on this, and there's a lot that we want to get to. Not only start of week nine in the NFL, but also a big weekend in college football. Thanks for hanging out with us after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. They line up again. Double tight end. Brown and Smith. Stacked to the far side of the field. And it's fourth and goal from the two. And in for the touchdown goes Miles Sanders, his sixth of the season. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 18 play, eight minute drive. That's how... That's how the Philadelphia Eagles introduced themselves on Thursday Night Football to the Houston Texans in tying the game in that first quarter. Literally, the first two drives of the game took the entire first quarter. Merrill Reese on Eagles Radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So, we're going to shift now, and we're really excited to welcome longtime NFL assistant coach Kyle Kasky, who's been a guest on the show before. We are going to talk about the two humongous college football games this weekend, but we also want to talk a little NFL since that's where he spent most of his last 12 years. So, Kyle, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I've become really fascinated by the ball control game that so many NFL teams are playing right now. The Eagles, 18 plays, eight minutes with the football. At the end, they're able to go for a touchdown and score on fourth down. That kind of ball control is a game changer. And we see it more and more with teams in the NFL now, right? Yeah. And the biggest thing about holding the ball and, and being able to ball control is a lot of these teams that run all this, this up-tempo pass game, if you just keep the ball the ball away from them, and you, you talk about these teams that want to go two-minute all the time and they 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 feel like they need to throw the ball all the time. Just run the ball and 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 have have the time of possession be, you know, thirty six minutes in your favor, and you'll win the game because you'll keep the ball away from them. That's how you beat those kind of teams, and I think that's what Philly's doing right now. And for them to be eight and 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 they don't play, they don't do anything spectacular. They don't do anything special. They just play football the way football is meant to be played. What else stands out about this team? Uh, because they certainly do have a lot of weapons, and the offense gets a lot of attention. But man, that defense has been really good too. Yeah, and, and they got a lot of guys that can that can really run to the ball. They got a lot of speed on that side of the ball. And you, when you look at the the front, I I don't know if Fletcher Cox got hurt in the game or not, but I, I know that he having guys like him up front, but then having guys like Darius Slay in the back in the back end. I didn't coach personally coach Darius Slay, but I was in Detroit with him for a little bit. And I got to see him firsthand in practice and, and all the things that that guy can do. And, I mean, all the guys they've got running to the ball, they, they, they have so much speed on that side of the ball. And then you then you go to the offensive side and, and you just look at, you know, Jalen Hurts just as a quarterback. He's really turned into a quarterback. And everybody thought he was just a runner. And he it, having him convert himself and, and grow and, and become a, a true NFL quarterback, being able to run an NFL offense, it, They've got something good going there. 
The bright light for Houston, even as they lose another game, is their rookie running back, Damian Pierce, who's out of Mm -hmm. Florida. He is fantastic. It seems like regardless of what he sees in front of him, he's able to create room, create space. What do you like about him as a former running – not a former. We're going to call you current running backs Uh, coach. You are a running backs coach. um, He had one run, and I want to say it was in the third or the fourth quarter. It was in the second half, and – he just kept every – it was almost like every single defender for, for Philadelphia hit him, and he didn't go down. He ended up running out of bounds. And right now he plays like he can't be tackled. And I think that a lot of times these young backs, they they don't know what they don't know yet, and they don't know when to go down. They don't know <laughs> how to not take a hit. And this guy just runs. And, I mean, he is – he's putting everything he has into it. And the fact that he – uh you know, has had so much success at this point, you know, as a fourth round draft pick out of, you know, out of Florida. And I don't, I don't even believe he was used all that much in Florida in the time. So he's got, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of miles on him. So, I mean, this guy's got a bright future. We're spending a few minutes with one of our favorite guests, a longtime NFL assistant coach, Kyle Kasky, is with us right now from Louisiana. So we're going to talk some college football coming up here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Spent a lot of time with the Bengals, of course, a couple years with the Lions as a running backs coach, and most recently uh, last year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They made a change to Doug Peterson. It was clear that he and Trevor Lawrence were speaking the same language, and it helped initially. They're back in kind of a tough hole with five consecutive losses when a new coach comes in obviously you're, you're you're bringing in your new system and I know Doug Peterson wasn't out that long but at the same time he's he, he was out for a year and so he came in with some new ideas and those new ideas hit early and they, they had some success and now they've just got to find a way to use the new talent that they've got because there's a lot of talent on that Jacksonville team that wasn't there last year Christian Kirk those kind of guys, you know, they 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 got Travis Etienne back. Uh, that, I mean, that kid's been doing some spectacular things for for Jacksonville this year, and we knew he could do it, but he was hurt last year. And he, to get Trevor Lawrence just kind of into a flow of, listen, you don't have to make every play. You've got to just make sure that your guys can make the plays when you get them the ball, because as a quarterback, your job is to get the ball to your playmakers and. I think once he kind of gets into his his flow with Coach Peterson and allows that to happen, because they do have some some playmakers, and Marvin Jones is still there. Um, you know, I mean, they, they've got some guys that they can get the ball to, but I think he's just got to settle down a little bit. Were you surprised that they allowed James Robinson to go to New York? A little bit. Uh, I, I texted a couple guys that I still I'm still close to down there. I said, "What what happened there?" And they said, "Well, TJ Travis uh, Travis Et they call him TJ down there." Um, so he they were like, "He he's doing a good job." And uh, it was just kind of one of those things where uh, there was some value to him, and and they found they found a way to get him up there. But for for him to be traded to the Jets, uh, you, you know, you go from two and five to five and two, and I think that's going to be good for a guy like James. And James Robinson doesn't doesn't talk. He's one of those guys that he just he comes to work. He literally when I say he literally doesn't talk, <laughs> yeah, he he comes to work and he does his thing. And you almost have to force him to talk to you. But he 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 is he's that focused into it. And I think that's the reason he's become what he has become from you know an undrafted free agent and everything. And 
uh, it'll be good to see what he can do with the Jets. Mm, they definitely need someone after losing Brees Hall. The majority of your time in the NFL so far has been spent with Cincinnati. So you were there for nine years in a variety of offensive roles, including running backs coach. And I got to tell you, you were one of the first people I thought of when I was watching them against the Cleveland Browns. We were just talking about ball control and Cleveland had a plus 15 margin in time of possession, which is astounding. But they want to run the ball. They use Nick Chubb. They try to keep it away from Joe Burrow. And on Monday night, it was extremely successful. However, Bengals have also lost Jamar Chase. No, you're you're there in Louisiana. You're real familiar with that combination in LSU. So what stood out about that particular game and how they couldn't get their offense started? Well, it's it's not by chance that I said 36 minutes of possession because I believe that's what Cleveland had yes, the other day. Yes, And I actually call in three times a week in Cincinnati to some radio stations there, so I still help those guys out and cover cover the Bengals a little bit. And my time in Cincinnati was great, and I, I love the people there. And I, it was cool to see them last year become what they become became and, and a, you know, a Super Bowl team and all that. But here's the thing. That team has got to just – understand that their players are good they're they got they got top level talent on that team and not just the receivers not just uh the quarterback they've got joe mixon they've got they've got some offensive linemen that if they if they just continue to use them correctly uh the run game can get going but that's the problem you have 36 minutes of possession and you're not that means you're not running the ball you're not you're not running the clock and uh one of the things they did this past week when jamar chase went out uh, as compared to the weeks before, the weeks before against Atlanta and New Orleans, uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you could see the connection. You could see the back shoulder throws. You could see the the kind of the the when they would look over at each other and they would see each other and they would, you know, you could see the the adjustments being made, and they would get the ball to to Jamar and Jamar would make things happen because uh, he won the game in New Orleans with a big touchdown. He had another big touchdown in Atlanta where he just caught a you know, a 10 yard route and ran for 50. But with him being out, those other guys have got to step up. And if you go look at the routes they're running, it's the same routes they ran against Atlanta the week before, but they weren't connecting to Tyler Boyd. They weren't connecting to T Higgins. They weren't connecting to, you know, Mike Thomas, the other kid that came in for Jamar Chase. They were trying to dump the ball off to Joe Mixon, but they have to, they have to just know, we are the better team. We have better players than the team we're playing and dictate to the defense that we're about to just come up. We're coming at you today and not worry about trying, you know, trying to make up for somebody that's not there. And when they figure that out and when Joe Burrow figures out that, listen, I can trust these other guys too, because they're just as good. uh, You know, that that's when they'll really take off. Little taste of the NFL with Coach Kyle Kasky. 12 years in the NFL as an assistant coach with various teams, but he's been busy on film breakdowns in the college ranks because he's in Louisiana. So we've got Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, and Georgia this weekend, and you want some insights, some keys to the game. Well, Kyle's going to give those to us next. Hang on, Kyle Kasky, with us from Louisiana. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Pod. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Cast. Our guys are so much more focused on what they need to do more than, you know, any form of relationships that they've had with players, to be quite frank. And I'm sure Coach Saban is the same way. This is much more about being in the right emotional zone when you play the game and being locked in and focused. And I'm pretty certain that that's how it's going to be played. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Maybe you've heard about these important, yeah, we'll call them important, critical games coming up in college football, Death Valley, LSU, Alabama. Man, there is history there, but we've also got number one versus number three, the defending national champion, Tennessee at Georgia, and we're so excited to spend a few more minutes with Kyle Kasky, longtime NFL assistant coach, also has some years logged in the college coaching ranks living near LSU in Baton Rouge. And so we are, I mean, we're in for it this weekend, Kyle. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We put the link up on our Twitter page, After Hours CBS. While Kyle is taking a sabbatical from coaching, he started a YouTube channel where he's doing film breakdowns. They're extensive. Everything from the explosive LSU offense to trying to answer the question of whether or not Bama can stop LSU. And we're going to let him answer that question. But first, what's it like to be there under the lights, Kyle, for a game at LSU? Well, number one, the the night game at LSU is made – from the day of the day of the game, and it's it's not the fact that the game is at night. It's the fact that everybody has had all day to oh, hang no. out outside the stadium <laughs> and get ready for the game. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the game being at seven or you know seven thirty at night. These people will be just out of their minds by the time <laughs> it happens. So I'm going to tell you a little story. My dad played at A and M, played at Texas A and M. Uh, just like I did. And uh, his first game he ever started was in 1960. And it was at LSU in Tiger Stadium in 1960. And the one thing he told me about the the experience of coming to Tiger Stadium was it smelled like whiskey when you came out of the tunnel. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, it still smells like whiskey when you come out of the tunnel. So these people are ready to roll. I've actually only been to one tailgate so far, and it was the New Mexico game. Uh, which was a six o'clock game, I believe. And I'm just telling you, even for the New Mexico game this year was was crazy. We're going to, my wife and I have plans. We don't have tickets yet to the game, 
but we're we're working on that. But we're going tailgating for sure. So uh, we're gonna go see what's going on with the Alabama fans out there and see how they they get treated by the LSU faithful. I feel like you should have an in there, Kyle. I don't think that should be too difficult to get into the stadium. Yeah, it's it, we'll get if we'll get in. I'm not worried about that. Uh oh, Kyle's about to be sneaking into a stadium. You did not hear it here. All right, Kyle. So one of your recent film breakdowns tries to answer the question of whether or not Bama can stop LSU. You also did a film breakdown of the Alabama offense. So uh, for those of us who you know don't breakdown coaching film for a living what are a couple of keys when you think about this matchup all right so when you look at lsu's offense the the last couple of games they've kind of hit their stride they've they've figured out that the rpo game uh the the quick game of just getting the ball to Keishon Butte and uh malik neighbors and the receivers and, and just getting getting the ball to their their playmakers and letting them go as opposed to um just you know letting the quarterback drop back and then run which they were doing early in the year. So they're, they're finding ways to quickly get the ball out. And I think that's a key against Alabama's defense because, uh, you know, I mean, Alabama's, Alabama's defense is going to come at you. They, they've got some edge rushers that, uh, you, you know, are, are, are top notch. They're probably, you know, top 10 picks that are coming at you. And uh, when you're, when you're looking at, Alabama's defense and you think about Nick Saban, Nick Saban he's going to try to take away what you do best well what are they doing best it's getting the ball out quick mm. so they're going to do everything they can to force them to have to throw it over their heads or run it against them as opposed to just throwing it quick to get their to get to uh to get to their playmakers so that'll be interesting to see if LSU can get the run game going and then obviously to see if they can get a couple shots deep on the on their on their uh dbs and then when you flip it around and you're talking about lsu's defense against alabama's offense and bryce young obviously heisman heisman trophy winner uh but they they got a they got gibbs number one the running back uh the, the kids special um you know they've got they've got their, their receivers aren't necessarily as explosive as they've been in the past but they're explosive enough. Okay. There's, they're still four and five star players. So it's not like they're, you know, they just don't have the, the, the Jamison Williams and, and those guys that they've had in the past. But uh, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to run the ball. They're going to run it until they can't run it, honestly, <laughs> against, against LSU. Mm -hmm. And, and then once, once they do that, then it becomes the uh, Bryce Young can scramble. He can, he can make things happen. There's a couple plays where he he literally will scramble to the right all the way to the numbers. He'll scramble all the way back to the left to the numbers and scramble back to the middle and then throw a pass. And it's like, how did he even do that? But that's what that makes him what he is. And uh, LSU has a player. His name is Harold Perkins. He's number 40. And I'm, I'm going to throw this kid's name out there because I think everybody needs to understand who this kid is because – They've got it. They they've got another defensive end, BJ Ojolari, number eighteen, and they've got Ali Gay, number eleven. But they this kid, number forty, he's a freshman, a true freshman. I don't even know if the kid's not even nineteen years old yet, and he might be the most explosive player on the field for this game. So keep an eye on number forty for LSU's defense because he 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 makes plays every time he's on the field. He creates havoc with with the pass rush. He's a spy on the quarterback. I mean, this kid's all over the place. He, he he's going to be. I can guarantee you this. In about three years, when he comes out to the NFL, uh, he'll be a top five pick.
Kyle Kasky is with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio right now from Louisiana, where he plans to get into the stadium somehow for Alabama mm. and LSU. All right, so that brings us to number one, Tennessee. First time the Vols have been in the top four in the college football playoff system. They lead the country in scoring more than 49 points per game. They've had at least 34 points in every game, and they're on a tear right now, but they're going up against a Georgia team that's known for its defense. Now, they did lose a bunch of guys on their defense to the NFL in the first round last year, but they are still very stingy. Something's got to give, Kyle. What is it? First off, just because Georgia loses some players to the NFL doesn't mean that there's not another 10 NFL players (laughs) for next year just waiting right behind them. So um, here's the thing about Tennessee. If you haven't watched Tennessee play, You've got to tune in and watch Tennessee play for for this reason alone. They are the fastest offense I have ever seen. And I thought Auburn about five or six years ago was the fastest offense I'd ever seen. You know, know, no, this group goes so fast. And what they do is they they put – so the college numbers are, are really wide. They're wider than the NFL numbers. These receivers stay out on those numbers. So you've got your five linemen, your quarterback and your running back, in on the hash, and you've got your four receivers. I mean, dang, they're standing on the sideline, and it opens the field up so much, and they go so fast that it doesn't allow you to necessarily set up a exotic defense. So uh, they're 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 using the space of the field against the defense, and but and again, they're using the speed of their of their play call and to even add to it. So. When you when you watch them, watch how many times they throw the ball in between the numbers and the hash, and and at, at like six yards deep, and then they go run. I mean that's what they do because they, there's so much space that they've created just in the alignment of their offense. And then you know with Georgia, Georgia's going to score points. Uh, I, you know Stetson Bennett's actually become a good. Uh, I, not that he wasn't a good quarterback. <laughs> I, I believe he's progressed quite a bit from. You know, the the guy that you saw last year that people kind of thought he was just kind of riding the coattails of a good team. He, he's actually going in there. He's part of that good team now. So uh, it'll be interesting because t- Tennessee's defense has had some issues too now. As, much, as many points as they're scoring, they've been giving up some points too. So you're looking at a high-scoring game. So it, it'll be one of those ones, uh, you know, it could, could come down to whoever has the ball last. I know that people talk about the difference in the atmospheres between the NFL and college football. Man, as we were talking about home field advantages earlier this week, a lot of people were pointing to various college fields and college stadiums, and certainly they're going to be on display this weekend. Yeah, this weekend for sure, because you're talking about having uh, two top 10 matchups, like legit two top 10 matchups, one in the West, one in the East of the SEC. I love I love the NFL. I, if I get back in, when I get back in, that's what I want to do. I want to coach in the NFL. I, I love that level, but the the atmosphere of a college game can't be matched. When when you're talking about people who went to school at this school, and that's that's what that's why they're there in the stands, and their allegiance to that school is is nothing like the allegiance to an NFL team somewhere. And they are hardcore. I mean, they are into it. The message boards are going crazy. The the internet just goes nuts. I mean, all these talk shows go nuts, and it's it's just uh, it's a lot of fun to watch the college side of it. You know, as a guy who's been in the NFL for a long time, I will say that 
the the atmosphere at LSU, the atmosphere at Texas A&M, and I know I sound like a homer, I get it, but when those two teams are doing well and and getting going, uh, it's hard to match. It's hard to match when you've got over a hundred thousand people in the South and at, at LSU, and it's warm. It's warm all year long. Because like Michigan, you get a hundred hundred and five thousand people. But it's cold there. I'm sorry, but I mean, there's a point where you just kind of gotta, <laughs> you know, the 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 excitement goes away when you're when you can't feel your hands. But you know, when it, when it's warm all year long, and you come down here and 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 you know, you bring your team in into somewhere like LSU or Georgia, you know, Alabama. But I'd say LSU right now because I mean, I've I've seen a lot of things in the last year that I had never seen before. Just living down here and seeing how these people are. I, I love it. I didn't grow up an LSU fan. Trust me. I went to Texas A&M. I'm, I'm on the other side of it, but I, I live here now and I, I cover the, I cover the Tigers and uh, it, it's pretty cool to see how excited and crazy they get. Mm, absolutely. Cannot wait. Let's see. Lots of ways that you can connect with Kyle. First of all, on his Twitter at Coach Kyle Kasky. 12 years in the NFL, plus the college ranks. Now he's working on his Kasky's Clicker, which is not just college breakdown, but NFL film breakdown. It's fascinating stuff. I learned a lot. That link is on his Twitter as well. So good to catch up with you. We're going to do it again soon because we're right in the heart of college football, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Just let me know when you want me back. Amazing. Just good information for those of you who are college football geeks. Uh, and you don't even have to be to get into the games coming up this weekend in the wake of the first college football playoff rankings. But yes, every time Kyle posts a new video on his YouTube channel, he sends me the link uh, and then quizzes me. Did you see it? What did you like? Well, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Anyway, he's a lot of fun and he makes it very self-explanatory, uh, easy to do on his Twitter on his YouTube channel. Make sure you support Kyle and soon he'll be back in the NFL. Man, we're halfway through. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 